0: Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to It's Everything with me, your hostess, B.B. Sweetbriar. We are one of the segments of the Michelle Meow Show, and we have the Sunday noon hour to spend with you every week. And so we're back here. And today's a special day because on Sunday, the 27th, we are celebrating Folsom Street Fair today in San Francisco. Yay! For all of you out there who aren't from San Francisco, I'm very sure that you've heard about it. So I, I don't even have to reiterate what we're experiencing right now. But hopefully some of you uh, locally in the area in San Francisco are listening as well. And I'm so glad to have some of you outside of our area also tuning in. But I'm going to talk a little bit about um, Folsom Street in a little bit. But I do want to get to some of the great guests that we are going to be having on the show a little later on. Um, because I think right now this is probably one of my most, I'm, this is the most exciting I am, I have been thus far um, with today with some of my amazing guests that I have. And um, we're going to start our guest off uh, first with a group of ladies that, um, a couple of ladies that I've known for some time you now. It's been, it's been some years here and I've watched them um, grow and become who they are Um, in such a wonderful way and I'm so glad that they are a part of a project that you all will be able to see soon um, to let them know who you are. Um, I'm talking about Bianca Stevens and Christina Rodriguez, who are co-stars on the upcoming docu-series on Fuse TV called Transcendent, which, um, premieres on September 30th. And that is a docu-series about five women. I think it's five women from Asia SF, which is a, um, Uh, a restaurant and performance club here in San Francisco. And these women are trans women who are here to share uh, their lives with y'all. And we're going to talk a little bit about them, about their experience on filming the show and a little bit of what we can expect to see on the television. So I can't wait for that. And then following them, I don't know if any of you out there have heard of the new Um, memorandum of understanding that has been signed between the USA Rugby uh, League and the um, uh, Gay Rugby Association. And um, it's a, a memorandum that is set to hopefully do away with, eliminate completely and definitely reduce dramatically homophobia in the sport of rugby. Um, and I will be having uh, join me uh, Gus Ventura, who was one of the prime or the principal people who actually made this uh, memorandum happen. So I'll have him on a little later, and we'll talk about that and about the homophobia that's actually not only in rugby but in many, if not all, sports here across the world. So those are some exciting guests for you. But as I said, it's Folsom Street Fair, and I don't know how many. I mean, I think so many people are aware of it from. Basically, just the leather and fetish um, presentation that definitely goes on during Folsom Street, which is generally the last Sunday of the month of September. Um, It is the largest leather and fetish um, festival or street fair in the world. It began in 1984, and it is a charity. I think a lot of people don't realize that it is a charity. a nonprofit organization that has put this on over the 31 years that it has been in existence. And, and so lots and lots and lots of money um, has been raised for varying charities that deal with the LGBTQ community here locally. So um, kudos to that. But I think a lot of people don't understand, though, how and why the uh, festival actually got underway. And there's a lot of stories that you'll read about, I'm sure. But really, I think the crux of the reason why the festival started, which began in 1984, and for all of us who can probably remember or think about, that is kind of the midpoint of when um, HIV and AIDS became, got a name, first of all, and um, became a real... um, Uh, epidemic at that time. Of course, now it's a pandemic um, situation. And it was just a bleak period. Um, Many uh, gay men and women, but primarily gay men, um, were isolated and spent a lot of their time, those who particularly who Uh, were ill inside, weren't coming out. It was really dismal during that period of time. And the festival was really created to give the gay community in San Francisco something to come out and get out and just kind of celebrate each other. And um, enjoy each other. I mean, you, at that time, there were people wheeling people around in, in wheelchairs. Um, it, it, you know, so it may have looked or appeared, have, but it really was for that joyous reason to get people out of their house and at least to try and be a community of, again and share with one another. It has, of course, since gone on to grow to be something much bigger. There are uh, Folsom events, because that's usually what you just call it. You don't even say Folsom Street Fair anymore. You just say Folsom. And the reason why you say Folsom is because there are other Folsom events that have stemmed from that, from our event here across the world. There is an event in New York also um, for Folsom. There's also a Folsom in Canada, and there's a Folsom in Germany, in Berlin. So the name Folsom now carries with it all the leather and fetish celebration um, that goes along with that. And for those of you who have not been to one of these events, let me tell you, there's not much hiding out there, and you you definitely experience... Um, uh, there's no, no inhibition, let's put it that way. You, you, you definitely see a lot of people enjoying themselves and opening up their, their whole sexual being and their fetishes out there for everyone to see. And I think over the years, many of us who have gone, I think I've probably gone for 20 years, if not more. I've lived in San Francisco for 20 years, so I would venture to say it's definitely been that that amount that I have gone, and I do know that it has expanded so much and gotten so much more commercial involvement as opposed to the little festival that could. Um, Now we have big companies that are involved with supporting the event and helping, as I said, raise tons of money. We're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars each event that are donated or given back to LGBTQ communities out there and um, I think you'll see what I enjoy seeing now during the festival is uh, all the families and all the moms and pops out there with their babies and strollers and you know um, this is a good way to get your kid out to recognize their body parts. Let's just put it that way, and you don't. <laughs> you no longer have to worry for that right moment. If you have children, you can just bring them out to Folsom Street Fair, and that will create that moment for you. For Johnny to point out things, and for Susie to point out things, and you can just have that discussion with your little baby there um, about <laughs> what's going on. Um, but it's really nice to me to see it because I think it's another way for. Uh, you know, another straight community or other communities to actually get an opportunity to mingle in the world um, of the LGBTQ community and, and actually have fun and kind of, you know, everybody's welcome and I think everybody enjoys themselves. It's it's just one of those events. I even like Folsom better than I probably do like the Pride event. I don't know why, but I do. I do. I just I just kind of do. I think we we are a little bit. Uh, free to let it all hang out, if so to speak, on that. So that's a little bit of, uh, more information about it. Now, if you're looking to see if you're at home right now, and you're looking to see what events are going out, please um, you can go to the website, which is Folsom Street Fair. dot orca or dot com. Hmm. Try.com. I don't even have that written down. Isn't that terrible of me? What a host am I? Um, it's either FolsomStreet.org or Folsom Street, excuse me, FolsomStreetFair.org or Um, And you can log on there and it'll tell you all the official events for sure that are happening during the day. Now, of course, yesterday, uh, Saturday and Friday night and Thursday, all week has been on a list of events that have been going on in the city to help lead up to the main day of Saturday and our Sunday today. And so um, um, you've probably been out there enjoying all of that as well. Now, don't forget, after this weekend, next weekend, when we'll be back here on the air, will be Castro Street Fair. So we're just full of back-to-back celebration of pride and enjoyment and in our community of sharing. Um, so we'll have that coming up. But I just want to leave you with that a little bit, give you an opportunity to kind of hit onto your little iPhone or your iPad or to your laptop and kind of log in real quick to see what is coming up for the rest of the afternoon here in San Francisco at the street fair because I'm going to take a brief little brief little break. And then um, I'm going to come back and I will have with me Two wonderful ladies that I know you're going to enjoy meeting if you haven't met them already. And for those of you who do know who they are, we're going to tell you a lot of other stuff that you don't know. Okay? We'll be right back. Well, hello. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. I'm so glad you stick with us. I'm sure you heard some information there from sponsors and whatnot. Remember, we are on Progressive Voices Station on i or tunein.com radio and I'm so glad that uh, we have this opportunity to share with you a lot of information on the LGBTQ community because that's what I do. It's everything here. Everything, honey, and all those initials are covered. And that brings me to my first guest today here on Sunday uh, for Folsom Street Fair, <laughs> but I have I have two ladies that they know they know how I feel about them because I I've known them for years and I've watched yes. them perform I've watched them be be them and 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 do everything and it, you now are part of this this wonderful thing that's about <laughs> to happen but first of all I want to introduce you to Bianca Stevens
2: hello hello, hello there hello, darling how I'll are so you good
0: and always looking fierce <laughs> and then um, another one of my dear friends Christina Rodriguez how are you
2: hey girl. You
0: now it's been so neat to follow this um, what we're here for is because uh, they are co-stars of a wonderful new Docu series that will be airing beginning September 30th. That's a Wednesday, do you believe? Yes. Yes. At 11:30 p.m. on Fuse TV, mm-hmm. um, which you can find on your cable, uh, uh, Xfinity and DirecTV. Yeah. Yeah. Dire- okay. DirecTV's channel
2: is 339, and Xfinity is 779. Oh okay. come on, Christine. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> that
0: sound, like, sound like flight numbers, blah, 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 blah. but don't quote okay. me. Okay, I'm not getting on those flights. Okay. I told you it's gonna be fun, um, um, but you guys are part of this wonderful thing that's about to happen, and I'm just hoping that everyone out there, everyone who's listening now and yes, far and definitely. far beyond, get on board because this has been in the progress. Because both of you work for Asia SF, which right. is yes,
3: we have the wonderful pleasure of working at Asia SF.
0: Well, Bianca, what you trying to tell people who don't know across the world? Because this is a unique yes. restaurant.
3: So Asia SF is the premier uh, cabaret dinner show. Um, that that houses and uh, basically what is oh, oh I'm, t- I'm getting too big for myself right now <laughs> uh, that employs the transgender community yeah. and so it's always been noted that uh, HSF has had the most elite girls trans women in the city to come and, and waitress there and also do performances on top of a red dragon it, right I
0: was going to say and you perform pretty yeah. much like that coyote ugly thing That's, everybody yeah. can relate to that yeah. realized, last, it's yeah, like
3: coyote ugly times
0: 30 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the heat be a little bit up up in there. Yes. I, I've I've enjoyed the show and the restaurant's great because you get like a four or five course meal. Yes, so three yes. course dinner yeah, that it, you
3: come in. It, mm-hmm. We're a family restaurant too. We have um, children. We've actually house sweet sixteen birthdays. We've mm-hmm. have our bar mitzvahs. Um, what's really popular are the women, actually, mm-hmm. and we do a lot of bachelorette parties uh, every week. Yeah, um, we do. We've 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 just started dabbling and dabbling into the bachelor parties, but I mean, hey, everyone comes, everyone has a good time, and they take back a learning experience of
0: the transgender community. Right, there exactly. Was. And this is this this whole thing about having a a docu series, reality show, or well, however you want to put it has been going on for a few a couple of years i yeah. do remember a couple of years ago it's that been we thought,
2: since 2008 or yeah we've all been the trying, and longer. yeah that we've been trying to pilot um the show itself and you know i, I don't think that society itself was ready to embrace what it is to be trans mm, and so, that's so true yeah. yeah and so now i feel like very privileged to be a part of a great network with Fuse. Oh, and God, I love.
3: Can I just give shout-out to Fuse TV? Fuse TV.
2: <laughs> love you, Fuse. We love you, Fuse. And, the and, the and, home and of Miss Frida, baby. Everybody's TV. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and, and it's produced by World of Wonders. And, yeah. you know, I mean, they're a great production company. And, I again, I feel very privileged and blessed because, you know, this is the transgender movement time. Yeah. And I'm, like, really the honored. honored. Shout well, how long on, have, have you both been? Well?
0: How long have you guys both been with Asia so. I've been at Asia 14 years. I, a girl,
2: please.
3: Yeah. They've been open 18, and, you know, Asia stuff has always been a Well, they just changed the name to Bianca's Place. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> I, I can toot my own horn to this. I have been the only black girl that has lasted. We've had yes. some. Mm-hmm. We've had some, and some have left, and some have, you know, have had some. Had, had to leave. Had, had to leave. <laughs> um, but others uh, left by choice. Mm. But I've been the only one that's still been there. Damn. Absolutely. And... You know, well that's
0: how I know of you I mean that's how I knew of you yeah. is through <laughs> through Asia SF. That's how I first met and how about you, Christina? How long have you been? I've here?
2: been with Asia for what, like thirteen years now? Oh my yeah. thirteen years well, Christina, you, you took know
0: what? a long break that from, in from between yeah. Yeah.
2: because I'm off and on, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, Okay, I need a, I need a break and then I like to come back. <laughs> she phases in and out of stealth life. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but I, and I think that's the beautiful thing about Asia SF because it always It's like, always I,
0: home. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like you send yeah. your children out and they can always it's, come yeah, back. Yeah. Now you know, when back. I
3: look back at those moments, all of us, all 14 ladies that work there, we've all shared... Uh, Valentines together, Christmases together, birthdays—you mm-hmm. know, birthdays—you know—everything has been at that restaurant, on that stage, and so Crazy. these women really mm-hmm. are like our sisters. Even the even our bartenders—they're our brothers, our mm-hmm. sisters, our family, our fathers. Absolutely, you know. So when you come into Asia, stuff so you come into the Asia stuff, so family, family, yeah, yes.
0: definitely. And I think we're going to get a sense of that with the show because there's there's five girls, there's five ladies yes. that are involved. You two and three others. Yes. And I know that the the Fuse TV is kind of marketing this as. Um, you guys are. You guys have come into being who you are. Yeah. You yes. know. Um. And, yes. and we're we're gonna come. more
3: importantly, mm-hmm. I think that they are trying to really hone in. Um. In comparison to the other shows that are out, is that our cast is so diverse. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so you have the diversity of the cast, and you have these young members who aren't, you know, who aren't actually, you know, like baby steps like mm-hmm. I am Jazz, but you know, we're we're kind of working our steps and mm-hmm. and been doing it for quite quite some time, and you don't have the IMK who are you know beyond the age, but still have a story to tell. Mm -hmm. I think you have the diverse cast in which shows different ethnicities, young women striving
0: and actually working in an entertainment environment. Right, and also in an entertainment environment that is Legit, it's like yeah. yeah. so many people. You know what I'm saying? It's like so many people out there in the world have so many stereotypes about so many different groups: mm-hmm. gay, trans, le- all of them. Mm-hmm. And one of them has not been always so positive about job choices. Yeah, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you the many times that I have to
3: remind people. It's like, no, I get a paycheck. Okay, I okay, I have a bank They're, account. Exactly, social security number. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Some right. people are just like, oh, so you, you just get up there and do any song you want to do? No, no. no I have, we, our numbers are choreographed. <laughs> we meet with a choreographer. We work with Ronnie costume. Reddick. Shout out! Yes. Ronny, oh yeah. Reddick. Oh yeah. Right on. You know, Larry and all them. If if our number isn't up to par, it's not on that stage. So, right. You know, I okay. mean,
0: this is like Vegas. It's yeah. really Absolutely. like Vegas, and people need to understand what. Like, even when they go, it's like you gonna go for an experience. This ain't no rinky <laughs> yeah. dink. This ain't no excuse me. And you know, I y'all know I'm a drag queen. This is not a drag show. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, a very like you said well planned out choreographed. Um, it's a sh- it's 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 a Vegas show. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way I can actually tell it. Well, and but,
3: hopefully we get to Vegas. I, I know
0: i <laughs> have oh, oh, with some there, people. There is no way you guys are not going to be in Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. But this this show um, does spend some time individually with you yes. with you women yes. and talk about. Um, You in your transition and in your progress and your process, yes, um, and all of that. And, um, how far back or how far, how long did all the filming take to do this series for you, uh, Bianca? The
3: filming took about uh, about eight weeks. Actually, no, they, never, they were really good about it. <laughs> Thank yes. you, World of Wonder. But they eight weeks we, and yeah, every we started, day. We
2: started in, in May. And
3: we filmed maybe three or four times a week. Yes. And depending upon what it was, our schedule, our shoot days would Switch. Mm-hmm. But um, we pretty much shot during the week. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, three to four days a week. Uh, for over eight weeks.
2: Absolutely, and I and I think that's something really important because again, you have five girls. We're all diverse, like Bianca was saying, and we all not, have different lives. Yes, not just in our <laughs> ethnicity, but you know, in our transitioning process as well. Mm-hmm. Because you know, just in life in general, we're just always transitioning. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like that's something really important and, and different for all of us because yeah. again, it's so where part you of our came growth. from and where yes. you live,
0: and you know, I um I know some of the girls are from the Philippines and some, yeah. you know, yes. it, it's it's all. Yeah. We have an
2: African-American, we have two Latinas, and we have two Filipinas. And I I just see the beauty of our show because, nevertheless, you have Caitlyn Jenner's, you have I Am Jazz, you have all these other trans-related shows. Nevertheless, nevertheless, I feel that that's where we all transcend together as one Mm -hmm. because we're creating that awareness that's been lacking in society itself.
0: You know, when you guys were all approached, because I know that... Pretty much, probably everyone in Asia S F probably did some type of screen testing or mm-hmm. or asked to do that. Was there ever any point where you thought, I don't know if I really want to do this no. at this point in my no. life? Okay, I believe you know
3: we were approached three or four years ago, I believe, mm-hmm. to do a show, and the cast has constantly changed. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, some people, unfortunately, we had Cassandra Kass. To Mm -hmm. those of you who may know her, Cassandra Kass was a part of the cast. But unfortunately, with our new network, um, they decided to not go with that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we, Christina and I both have always tried to include her in whatever we do. She still is one of our sisters and definitely a a family member of Asia Seth. Um, but never once did I say no. I, I this is not for me. I don't want to do it. I mean, I knew that if I could get on TV and share my story—not even my story—but get on TV on any capacity, mm-hmm. you know that, it, that that's that—that's what I'm destined to do. <laughs>
2: right. And and for me, I feel like um, that in general, when you have a show like this, that that is very authentic because again, we're not a reality TV show. Reality TV—they <clears throat> create. Scenes just to entertain, right? Uh, whereas our show, the docu series, we're basically educating. You know, mm-hmm. it's more informative. It's our real life. It's Absolutely, a, it's a look at our real life. So I mean, because like,
0: they ca- they came at rehearsals, yes. they came at they came your at like they, you know, do what you normally do. with the face just, camera, everybody.
3: exactly, mm-hmm. and that's exactly it. I mean, gar- granted, I mean, I I do have a diva moment. I like to, you know, I like to look cute and. <laughs>
2: But
3: who doesn't? I mean, and there was times <laughs> that they were snatching stuff off of me too. They're like, no, that's a little too much. Oh right <laughs> Talking
0: about <laughs> well, uh, if for those of you who can't see right, you know, Bianca be rocking the body, so just, <laughs> yes. okay, Absolutely. and you know, like Tony Braxton once said, you know, because she's, she's a, a preacher's daughter, mm-hmm. they said, Girl, you be sure." like said, Honey, if you got it, shout out to my salon, okay, if you got <laughs> it, okay, right on, because if you got it, show it, it ain't always gonna be that way, okay, <laughs> so <laughs> while you got it, show it, that's what exactly. I would say, you know, um, but yeah, because I know that they did come, because I even remember one time. Time, you had people I think over your house you were telling me like we had people coming over and yes. they go we want to film oh, that we want to film absolutely. that you know? absolutely yeah. so that's so there's people involved in the show that are just kind of uh, your friends and family or whatever on on, on that it's so getting absolutely. to family about this because I'm sure that oh, many yeah. you, you guys have your stories you know yeah. everyone, uh-huh. and we'll learn some of that but have your families been um, involved or at least they're aware that you're going to be I on? was
3: able to get um, time with my grandmother on, on oh, scene oh wow so um oh that God. are, was we, are really we gonna rude. cry?
0: Don't tell me I'm gonna cry.
3: You know, you probably will cause because I'm I'm a cry. You know, things it's that funny. I assumed that my family knew they didn't know. <laughs> I, <I'll cross laughs> oh, I'm oh,
0: already going, what episode is that? I, don't... <laughs> so,
3: I do share a nice lunch with my grandmother mm-hmm. and us talking about, you know, my childhood and coming up and things. And it was like, you know, it was really good to actually reconnect to my grandmother like that because my family, we're, we're always the type of family to where, like, no matter how much time has passed, even if we haven't seen each other, we still pick back up where we, we left, left off. off. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my grand- I saw my grandma was like, hey, grand, so what's up? And then we had some time. And then finally, my grandma was like, "Okay, so you know, I think I went to tell her, you know, I'm, I'm scheduling my surgery. I want to move forward with this, and blah, blah blah blah." And she's just like, "Well, tell me this, you know." And I had to go back mm-hmm. to a point in my childhood in which, um, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know she she didn't know answers to. So we wow. make those assumptions,
0: like you said. It's like, well, you yeah. were there.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you saw XYZ happen, right. so what do you mean you didn't know? like, right? yeah. okay, well fine, let me
0: break it down for
2: you. Now what what about you, Christina? What about your family? Unfortunately, none of my family members were able because they all live in Boston oh. and Dominican Republic. Okay. So, but they're uh, aware of the
0: show and they're yes. going to be watching, yes, you know. Yeah, And that, I think that's what kind of the thing that I really want to, you know, do as far as my part as a media person um, is to definitely get out because so many times with television docu series and those types of things, as you guys are all aware, of, as just viewers yes. that even some of the best shows don't get picked up or for another season just because there wasn't it wasn't the the quality or the content of the show. Mm-hmm. We just we didn't get people watching for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. And um but I have to say Fuse TV has been doing a fabulous right? job of making sure that as many people possible know about this show. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm showing and I have to say whoever and your think, for, whoever, and whoever think... your
3: squad is, getting <laughs> all <ask> people together. <laughs> Thank you, I, and, and thank you to everybody in San Francisco, BB, yes. yourself, and everybody that that is willing to put the word out there. I mean, I, we gotta
0: get people watching. I believe it,
3: yes. that the show has what it takes, and you, and once you what you watch it, it's just it's not you're gonna just see five you know beautiful transsexual women. But I mean, we do actually have a story to tell, and it's not just like this sad, sorry story. No, it's we're exciting to watch. Well, I'm gonna
0: even <laughs> put a challenge out there while I'm on the air to the people out here in San Francisco and to places across the country. Um, We all have the RuPaul's Drag Race viewing parties. This is an opportunity for those who are serving the LGBTQ community to make a very good statement and hold a Transcendent viewing party. Actually, I'm hosting one. Good. Well, actually, well, all the ladies, mm-hmm. we're hosting a meet
3: and greet and viewing party at uh, uh, at the okay. cafe October first. Is that are you gonna do it so, every week? Um. Well, we're gonna have the one episode. Okay. We don't then know. Hopefully, if, but, but hopefully I want people to do it every be able week. To, to sponsor. Yeah. But if you guys want to come to a viewing
0: party, at least of the first episode after it airs, it'll be that, thir- uh, that a, following Thursday. Tuesday okay. At the cafe. I, uh, I do, but I put that challenge out there. because because I think it's something it's at 11.30 11.30 on, on the air but if you watch it live but you can have a viewing party another day yeah. and people can come because I think that needs to happen. I think we need to give this show as much attention yes. right. as we've given other shows. on Fuse September 30th. And there's only 11.30 There's only six episodes right? Yes, that is so correct. Y'all y'all need to start with one and go <laughs> yes. you ain't gonna say oh I'll catch no you can't you, can't, you gotta catch it now yes. right? Before yes. you know it it'll be like oh girls off you know Uh but really do and and tell your friends tell Tell everybody that you know, because this is going to be something very important um, for all of our brothers and sisters that are out there um, to be a part of. And That's we need to celebrate this moment. And
2: support each other.
0: And support, I, I think we need to celebrate this moment. I really yeah, do. And definitely. I'm so proud of you, uh, both of you. I've Thank known you guys you. so long. Mm-hmm. Thank you, I've um, shows with both of you. I I, I just, I, <laughs> I'm just so happy. You know, I really, really, really am. And I, I've seen you guys work so hard. I've seen you guys represent yourselves so so wonderfully been there for every. You've been there for some people that don't d- didn't deserve for y'all mm-hmm. to be there. Okay. You guys have been there and now it's time for us to, to, to do the same for y'all. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Remember it's on fuse TV on Wednesday, September 30th is the premiere 1130 PM. Check your local listings for um, Xfinity and digital TV. Thank you so much. And Thank we'll you. be right back after this message.
4: I'm Heclina. I've been doing drag here in San Francisco for.
0: Well, hello, 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 everybody! Welcome back to It's Everything with me, your host, is BB Sweetbriar. I hope you got an opportunity to catch um, the previous interview that I just had with Bianca Stevens and Christina Rodriguez, who are co-stars of the new docu-series to be on Fuse TV, uh, premiering on September 30th, called Transcendent, and it's a trans uh, stories about the trans uh, community, particularly these five women who are part of the Asia SF um, uh, community, which is a restaurant entertainment center here in San Francisco. And I'm pleased to sending out another call for everyone to tune in as often as you can every week on Wednesday at 11.30 p.m. Pacific time. And hopefully you'll learn a lot about the community at large and just hear some interesting stories and hopefully get a better understanding of something you didn't understand before. Um, But anyway, now it's time to move on to my next guest. And I don't know how many people out there follow rugby, um, but I think a lot of people are familiar with it, primarily because. A lot of news has been on over the last few years, in particular, about um, many of their, or some of their men who play the sport have come out to be openly gay and kind of taken the lead over many other sports leads to be uh, the ones to do that openly while actually being an active player in their professional sport. And um, with that being said, um, our, our big um, gay rugby world cup that's here. Uh, that will be here in the United States this coming uh, 2016, um, has been a part of um, developing a memorandum of understanding with an international um, league to um, actually try and cr- eliminate homophobia in the sport altogether. And so I do have a representative um, to on the phone with me right now. I think it's Gus Ventura. Hello, Gus. Yes. <laughs> How are you? Hi. Thank you. How are you doing? Oh, now where are you calling? Are you from D.C.? I, I recognize the phone number as being somewhere there. Yes, I, I live in Washington, D.C. Well, fantastic. My sister lives there, so hello to D.C. Wonderful. Well, I'm so glad to have you on the phone, and when I first read about this, it was something I definitely um, wanted to uh, follow up on. Uh, number one, because I happen to be a friend of uh, Ian Roberts, um, who, of course, everyone knows from Australian um, rugby, and was one of the very first, uh, upon after retiring, that came out to say that um, he was a gay player. But um, so many other, or some Others have also done the same while being an active player. And now we've run into this age where there's going to be some um, some active steps taken to hopefully eliminate homophobia in the league altogether. So tell me a little bit about the process that you and your committee that I know that you spearheaded. You're one of the principles in making all of this happen between the U.S. rugby and the IGA, which is the International uh, um, Gay Rugby Association, IGR, IGR. Is that correct? IGR. That's
5: correct. That's correct. be um, rugby, I mean Jeff Wilson, who's our executive director, um, has successfully negotiated an agreement with World Rugby, and um, and uh, we wanted to follow suit with uh, our national union, and uh, we were successful in in, um, in getting that agreement um, negotiated with USA Rugby just recently.
0: So that's when it. Was about like in May, I think, when the World Rugby um, agreement came about. So it, some time had gone between maybe four, four, some months before you guys um, came on and, and made this happen um, here. Um, and tell me what the what does what really is in the memorandum? What is it that it says that they want to do, and how are they going to actually achieve that? Well,
5: the the, the difference between um, the memorandum we signed with World Rugby and the uh, one that we just recently signed with USA Rugby, um, tried to address the mechanics of, 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 a, of a national union. Um, and in particular, we, we wanted to deal with educating players, coaches, and referees um, throughout the United States um, about what basically, uh, I guess, is related to homophobia how how words can basically have an impact on on uh, gay players uh, in the sport, and uh, how to try to basically be more inclusive.
0: hmm. Mm mm-hmm. um, And the tools that they're gonna. Uh, put forth on that, um, how is that kind of, re- are they reaching out? Because I know like in Europe, let's say, uh, you know, the U.K., um, even in Australia and some other areas who seem to be, as you said, with the world rugby situation, it seems like they might be a little bit ahead of the game than we are, obviously. Are you going to be pulling some of the things that they've already utilized in this in this uh, quest?
5: Well, oh, actually, the uh, the the, uh, the main body of the agreement with USA Rugby is almost a word for word the copy of what we did with World Rugby. But what changes is the appendix, um, and in that we address specifically what USA Rugby and IGR will will try to accomplish together. Mm-hmm. And our primary focus will be the Bingham Cup, uh, which is IGR's World Cup uh, Championship day, Tournament. Uh, it's in 2016 uh, in May in Nashville. And um, we we were very happy to see them want to be very engaged. Um, they're going to be doing coaching and referee clinics. Uh, they're going to be doing a player clinic. And they're going to be bringing a lot of folks from USA Rugby, including national team members, uh, to uh, Nashville in order to communicate that USA Rugby um, is going to be combating homophobia and will be partnering with IGR.
0: Uh, to Wow, that's what, now the, you. You mentioned that the um, the Bingham Cup will be held in Nashville, which I think, if, if I understand, that's the first time that this cup has been um, held like in the South. I know it was the last time in the USA was two thousand and ten, but it's never been anywhere like in the mid. That's that's kind of big deal in itself, is it not?
5: It is. Uh, we When we were trying to, to consider the next uh, Bingham Cup location, one thing that became uh, sort of uh, uh, the current or, uh, amongst all of the, uh, the players and the team members, well we'd like to actually uh, take advantage of what the Bingham Cup can bring to a community, and that is, uh, really, sort of open everybody's eyes. Sort of break some stereotypes mm-hmm. and, and and introduce the, the sport of rugby as well as the fact that the gay community is uh, very involved and very successfully involved.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, and I, I think that's what you know that's always in all sports in general. It seems like you know, like you said, the stereotypes that gay men and women seem to go through about um, you know athletics. You know um, that um, that this will be really good for. Uh, a community such as Nashville and other um, places in the south and you know they're not the only ones I'm not trying to um, single them out but we do know that there are maybe some more um, uh, larger problems that have definitely suffered about discrimination and homophobia in some of those areas those bible belt areas than in some other areas and I think this is definitely going to be a major eye opener for many people in, in that area. What about some of the people though who already are in the professional sport who are already um, out um, as a gay rugby um, player. Primarily, I know there's some mostly in the UK and in 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 Europe and those areas. Are are you going to have an opportunity or to bring them involved with being a gay player already in a the professional sport of rugby to maybe help in some of the programs and the education that you're going to put out there?
5: We, we always try to, to reach out to all of our um, Recently, out players to, to have them join us, especially at Van Cup, so that other uh, players from other teams around the world can see that there are world, you know, level, uh, premier level uh, players that are gay uh, that are now openly gay. Sam Stanley was the most recent um, individual to come out. He, uh, you know, plays uh, in Rugby Union in uh, the UK. He's an active player. Uh, we were very proud of, of the fact that he made the decision to come out. And that was very quickly, you know, showing with the world uh, what he and his partner and uh, what his gay life means to him.
2: Mm -hmm, So mm
5: -hmm. we've been including them. And and one key thing that I wanted to bring up about the appendix is: uh, we, USA Rugby has agreed to engage uh, with the legislative uh, aspect in Tennessee. And as obviously you know, there are a lot of uh, homophobic and um, comments and stuff that come out of the Tennessee uh, state legislature. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to be proactive in, uh, in in addressing those up front and not um, not cowering away from um, from some of that negativity.
0: Yeah. Have you guys um, also involved any organizations such as um, GLAD or anything like that that can also help? Because, you know, a lot of times, too, uh, players uh, in, in all sports or people in any type of uh, profession or job it, it, coming out, particularly when it's something that has a lot of focus coming out can be a media issue that they don't, aren't. For sure, how to handle? Have you guys um, tried to link up with maybe Glad or someone out there to help some of these players that might be considering coming out or trying to get through that process? That they have somebody to help them with the media, because um, this this is going to open up so much with people being more comfortable, definitely, of, of presenting themselves as who they really are to their players and their leagues and whatnot. Um, but you know, a lot of times you get scared about the media attention that you may re- receive.
5: Well, I, think, I think a lot of people go through uh, those, those concerns when they're, when they're trying to decide whether they want to share that part of their life in, in a public venue. Mm-hmm. Um, in Sam Stanley's case, I mean, he was able to get the support of his uh, club, um, so you know, they, they helped to manage um, how that came out. Um, the uh, IGR has a lot of very talented folks that deal with uh, media relations. So when uh, they finally get engaged uh, with us, we, we do a really good job integrating them into our message, and uh, and, and hopefully Sam will be joining us in Nashville um, to to help the, not only the folks in in Nashville proper, but Tennessee and the South in general to have them see uh, world class athletes that uh, that are part of the uh, gay community, and and uh, and then we're going to showcase uh, amateur rugby that is actually pretty.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is just so phenomenal, and I, I, I you know, applaud um, uh, the rugby associations across the world for taking such a wonderful lead um, in this as a pro sport or a sport in general. Because we know this ex- homophobia extends through all sports, and 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 you guys are making such a wonderful. Um, uh, stance in trying to eliminate uh, this in, the, in 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 the sport of rugby, and which is so important. And uh, and I applaud you in, in your efforts. Now,
5: thank you. We we're very lucky. We have a lot of uh, a lot of talented, a lot of very energetic folks that are willing willing to take the initiative. And under Jeff Wilson's uh, leadership, we've been able to accomplish some really breakthrough. Moments. So we're grateful for this leadership and we're really grateful for the opportunity.
0: Well, that's great. Can you give me a, a website that you can mention here over the air that people can go to if they want to read up more in detail about the memorandum? Um, could you share anything like that with us here?
5: Um, well, I would tell them a couple of things is to go to um, IGR, I believe it's IGR.com, mm-hmm. but took me to look up Bingham Cup 2016. Nashville, mm-hmm. um, the USA Rugby dot org has a uh, on their front page. We actually have the announcement of the agreement, um, and uh, those three venues will will have taken full advantage of of the press release and the announcement.
0: Okay. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Gus, for taking the time to talk a little bit about um, the memorandum and the actual problem and it, that exists in rugby as well as other sports and what you are doing to uh, bring this to hopefully an end um, through rugby. And hopefully other sport leagues will take um, the same type of initiative that you have. So thank you very much for sharing with us. You're very, very welcome. I'm very proud to take the lead. Okay, thank you. And we're going to take another break, and when I return, I'll have some information about some community stuff that I think you might be interested in hearing about. Okay, we'll be right back.
6: Ted Olson and David Boies came here to discuss their winning legal strategy for same-sex marriage. Jason Collins talked about gay athletes. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence discussed activism and good works. Actor and director Rob Reiner explained how he got Hollywood behind same-sex marriage. Barney Frank described what it's like to be gay at the highest levels of Washington. From healthcare reform to transgender rights, from immigration to gay owned businesses, it's all at the Commonwealth Club. And that's still just a portion of the 450 programs we present every single year, with new programming nearly every single day. Be a part of the conversation. Learn more at commonwealthclub.org. Download our free app in iTunes and join us in person the next time you're in San Francisco. The Commonwealth Club of California puts you face to face with today's thought leaders.
0: everybody welcome back once again um i just want to let you know if you are listening to us or trying if you want to uh, listen to the program again if you're listening to us live that you can also find this on tunein.com under progressive voices or you can actually find us on the michellemeow.com website and you can definitely uh, find our links there to listen again or to share with any of your fellow friends and family if there's something interesting that you think that they should listen in on. You can also go to my website, which is bbsweetbriar.com. And um, check in on there. So um, hopefully you will utilize those tools if you'd like to re-listen to any one of our broadcasts. I kind of wanted to share with you some information that's going on in the community at large that basically is designed to help um, not only the LGBTQ community, but others uh, at the community at large either understand some of the issues that we are going through Um, And find out ways that you can actually help make it all a better place for all of us to live together. Um, A while ago, I think back in April, I interviewed um, Christine Alice Henderson, who's one of the co-founding members of the all-female, all-lesbian, self-contained band called Antigone Rising. I'm sure many of you um, are aware of who they are. Um, And I interviewed them, I interviewed her uh, as a part of the promotion of the release of uh their then um new EP called Whiskey and Wine Part Two. And um, through our conversation, we happened to talk about how even though it, there's an appearance that there's all, many more all-female self-contained bands out there. I, you know, we think of the Go-Go's and um, was it the... Um, Couple of the others. I mean, there there's, is a list of them that we are familiar with, Joan Jett and her her group of of, of people. But there really weren't that as many as I thought there were, um, and particularly new ones. Um, and uh, we we kind of had a discussion about that. And it, so I was kind of uh, not kind of, but very pleased to hear that Antigone Rising has launched a new. Um, a foundation called girls girl bands rock foundation and it's to help educate and inspire young girls around the world um to accomplish their goals and and hopefully goals in music um and they wanted to serve as a role models um for that um, because there aren't that many in music in general it's not you know it, the music industry is a male-dominated world as so many other um segments in, in our world are and um so they wanted to serve as a, a, a role model for any uh, girls in particular but anybody who are looking to um, explore a little bit more in the music realm. Now they just recently Um, came back from being a cultural ambassador of the U.S. um, in a program in Vietnam where they did some outreach programs, some master classes, and public concerts. And that's the third that they've done for the U.S. They've also been cultural ambassadors in Israel and the Palestine. So um, uh, Antigone Rising has definitely been in the forefront of actually exposing um, girls and communities that definitely probably have very little exposure to expressing themselves through through music. Um, Now, they kicked off this or launched this program or this foundation, girlbandsrock.org, actually, if you want to go to the website. Um, It kicked off in a couple days ago, actually 9-19, so what was that, last Saturday um, at an annual event that they do called Antigone Rising Beach Fest in New York, and that's when they kind of kicked off the announcement of this program. I'm really excited about it because they are reaching out or educating these kids through school. Schools and after school programs you know boys and girls clubs those types of things so anybody out there who's in any community in in the nation that might feel that they have uh or they have an interest in kind of exploring how they might be able to utilize uh the girls band rocks um programs with their students, even, or their programs at boys and girls or youth centers or whatnot, I would, you know, you need to check them out at www.girlbandsrock.org, or you can go to www.antigonerising.com. Um, again, I think it's just kind of wonderful, and I, you know, I love all girl bands. I don't know about you guys out there, but I really do, because they got it going on one Um... But, you know, take a look into this. It's a great program and kudos to Antigone Rising for uh, leading in this as they've done in so many other things, you know. Moving on to some other community moves. Now, I swore to myself that I was not going to be one of those people who would mention Kim Davis's name anywhere at any time I think you know apparently she's just now getting on her little media media taking advantage of this media frenzy she was on either the Today Show or Good Morning America or one of them recently um didn't have any interest in looking at it so I'm not quite for sure which one it is um but I have to mention her name because the next thing I want to talk about it is a campaign that was designed or came out of her whole debacle of refusing to give out marriage uh, license to same-sex couples in her town in Kentucky, since she is a Kentucky clerk who issues those. And um, so this campaign is called Hashtag #KissesForKim, for Kim. Hashtag for Kim. And it's a social media movement um, which encourages straight, I'm going to put that in quotations because you know, I really don't know if you're straight, if you're, you know, in a picture or not. How how am I going to know? Straight brothers and sisters um, to post pictures and videos of their same-sex kisses. So they're asking people of same-sex who happen to be straight. Um, If you could see me now, I'm doing the little fingers in the air thing. Um, uh, To show those pictures on Instagram in particular. But, of course, you can use other things such as Facebook and Twitter to do the same thing. And this is to help show what they are now calling the notorious Kim Davis that contrary to her deep religious beliefs that same-sex loving is a okay. So um, if you want to be a part of this, like so many other type of driven social media, um, activist group things, because that's what this really is. It's just kind of a a nice and subtle way, I guess, to to be active. But you don't really have to do much. But kiss a same sex person, take a picture of it, post it on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Hashtag kisses kisses for Kim. Kisses for Kim, and just kind of show her that you know it's okay. I guess, even though in this late the article, recently that came up that said that you know this her whole thing is not about being homophobic or anti gay. Some of her best friends, don't you love this? Some of my best friends happen to be gay. We just differ on positions on same sex marriage. That's what she says. So, um, you know, anyway. So try and participate in that or look for it anyway on your Instagram or um, um, or Facebook or. Twitter. And then finally, before we leave, another project that I think that you guys all should learn about or know about is another hashtag that's going around there called Where Love Is Illegal. It's a a campaign which is really driven to give people who, you know, sometimes particularly in San Francisco, I will say in uh, the United States at large, I know we just accomplished a big um, thing that we've been fighting for with um, same-sex marriage as as a federal right But there are countries all over this world who aren't even close to being in that league at at all. They're not even—I mean— to say I'm gay could get them in jail, oftentimes killed. Um, and so this is a, a, a way for people who may be in those type of environments, an opportunity to kind of tell their stories um, through photos with a little bit of uh, description or narrative on what they're experiencing. So again, it's hashtag where love is illegal campaign. There is actually a website, which is what love, where love is um, but you can find them on Instagram Facebook and Twitter by using the at sign um, before that long list uh, what where love is illegal but the project um, has been getting a lot of attention and it really gives people who have been um, surviving really that's the the surviving in communities around the world where being gay Um, and expressing oneself as an LGBTQ person is um, you're going to get a lot of hostile um, um, things or response back to them. And many times um, being put in jail as again, in many of those countries you can be put to death um, for being gay. Um, But you'll see definitely a lot of powerful photos through this campaign on those social media websites I told you about. And even if you're, in an environment that isn't hostile, this is also an opportunity. To also, reach out to you to tell your stories, and and share those as well. And I just have found that that's part of the thing, particularly with helping some of our young people understand in the United States who take um, kind of have take our our liberty that we have. Um, the liberties we have um, fought for and and given lately um, for granted, because, you know, if you've been born in the 90s and in the early 2000s, it's a whole different world being gay now than it was then. And they kind of lose sight of the struggles. They need to know that there are people out there across the world who are still majorly struggling with being able to express who they are. And I think this is a campaign that kind of brings that to light. And so I wouldn't encourage people to share this with with definitely our young people here in America so they don't lose sight that the struggle I like said the struggle is real honey the struggle is really real when you start reading stories of people from Russia Malaysia Lebanon um, Syria and um, places like that um, uh, about our gay brothers and sisters and how difficult it is for them to be who they are okay so those that's another one for you where, where is where love is is illegal.com okay well I'm about out of time I think and I've had a wonderful show for you this Sunday Folsom Street Fair is going on out there so I'm gonna wave here in the air to all of the people enjoying the festival right now and I hope that uh, you will join me again next week when we come back and it will be then Castle Street Fair so I'll talk about that then too but until then you guys enjoy and have a good rest of the week bye bye <music> we <laughs>